What is going on, everybody? Once again, this is Christopher Thomas from Inside the Hash. I'm here with another exclusive interview. Today, I sit down and talk with offensive lineman for Florida International, Shane Magoo. Shane will talk to us about what's it like to already have a brother already playing in the NFL, getting ready to play the 2020 season during the midst of a pandemic, and finding out that he's on the Remington Trophies watch list during the season. Let's dive right into this interview. So, Shane, you grew up in Tampa, Florida. How's that been? You've basically lived in Florida your entire life. So how's, you know, being a Floridian? Yeah, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. Definitely don't have to deal with the, the snow and the ice, which is really good. You know, you get used to playing in the heat and stuff like that. With that, that gets you a little bit sometimes. But, you know, I, I don't think I'd trade it for anywhere else. So what gave you that spark to play football? Was it, you know, playing a pickup game with your friends or, like, you know, going to, like, a sporting event? Yeah, you know, before I started playing, you know, we always would play, you know, in the yard and stuff like that with the neighborhood kids. And then I, I really started getting into it. But having an older brother, you know, that started playing before I did, you kind of see him start playing. And then, you know, when you're when you're young like that, you see it and you're like, oh, well, I, if Alex is doing it, you know, I, I want to do it. <laughs> so that's how that's kind of how I got, got started into it. And then ever since then, you know, you just fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. So what was the reason why you decided to, you know, stick playing with offensive line as opposed to, like, another position? Like, your brother played quarterback, so why did you play offensive line instead of try to follow in his footsteps and try to be a quarterback, too? Yeah, besides, you know, the, the obvious body difference, you know. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've always had kind of a different mindset. You know, Alex, is, when, you, when you play a skill position like that, you know, you kind of, you know, you don't have the <laughs> – I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're going to play offensive line, you got to have a mindset of, you know, being nasty and, you know, being able to play in the trenches like that takes a, takes a certain kind of certain kind of person and a certain kind of personality. And that's kind of how I was growing up. I was just always, you know, down and dirty kind of kid. So that kind of really kind of, kind of shows the position for me, you know. So. Florida is one of the toughest football states in terms of talent when it comes to, you know, producing talent, not only on a collegiate level, but an NFL level as well. If you had to rank, you know, on a scale of one to 10 on your experience playing football in Florida, how would you rank it? You know, I'd have to say 10, you know, especially, especially when you look at the the county map in in Florida, Hillsborough County, where I played high school football, when I did play, it was, you know, probably at least top five counties, you know, for high school talent. And it, I think it's still true to this day. You know, you can't really – there's a couple other places that have talent like Florida, but, you know, you get down down here in South Florida, you know, the talent just is so abundant. It's crazy. Just also like your brother, you also attended FYU. So what was the reason why you decided to go to Florida International? You know, there's a few, but, you know, when I – that was actually the, the first offer that I got. And when I got it, Alex was already there. And he, him being a quarterback, me playing center, yeah, you can't really, you can't really dream it up any better than that. And for a second, you know, I thought I could leave my recruiting open, you know, and go through the whole process and try to get other schools. But when I got the opportunity and the offer from FIU and Alex was already there, it was kind of a really easy decision that I wanted to go to school and play with my brother. What was it like, you know, going out of that tunnel, you know, at FIU for your first game? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah, you know, for the first time, you always, especially my freshman year, we were dressed, and I was redshirted, so I, like, I knew I wasn't going to play, but still, you know, dressed, like, padding up for your first game and running out of that tunnel, like, I I don't think you'll ever top those jitterbugs in your stomach from the first time. So, normally, like, attendance-wise, like, how many do you get for a home game? 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to say a number off the top of my head, but at FIU, you know, it varied all the time. You know, like some games there wouldn't be a lot, and then, you know, all of a sudden one game, you know, it would be it would be packed. So it was it, it's hard to pinpoint a number, but, you know, it, it varied. Some games, some games less than others, but, you know, it was fun. You know, you played offensive line, particularly played center, so – do you believe that center is probably the toughest position to play out of all the positions on the offensive line? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say toughest, but it's definitely you do have a lot more responsibility playing center just because, you know, you got to you're you're the quarterback of the offensive line, so you're, you know, you're giving the offensive line calls and for the protections, you know, pointing pointing the mic and all that stuff. So, it, it's hard to say toughest, but you definitely do have the most responsibility. So what do you believe is, you know, the biggest adjustment, you know, playing offensive line in, like, high school as opposed to, you know, playing in a college? Definitely just the tempo of everything. As far as, you know, what you're doing, the blocks you're throwing and stuff like that, it remotely stays the same. But, you know, the tempo just goes from three to 300 real fast. You know, it's stuff just getting thrown at you, the different, you know, the different defensive fronts and blitzes and all that stuff you see. Is way different, so it's just it's a more complex game at the college level than high school. So, what individual workouts or like drills have you been doing in particular, you know, to improve your game as a as a center? Yeah, so a lot of stuff you're, uh, we do is different sets, being able to change direction and keep a base is a big thing. Always trying to keep keep your feet in the ground, so we do a lot of like lateral like agility work to try to keep keep your feet in the ground. Getting fast out of your set, a lot of hand drills, using independent hands, being able to snap and get your off hand up, and you know, be able to still have a base and be powerful. Those are a few of the big, the big ones that we do. So rank these in order of importance to you as a player. Watching film, strength training, and technique. You know, I'd have to say technique is number one. Because without technique, everything else doesn't matter. You don't got technique. It doesn't matter if you watch film or you're the world's strongest man. The second one, I have to go with watching film. You know, that's important at every level of football you're going to play. you got to study your opponent. and you got to know what to expect. And then strength training, I'd put it three. Because if you have if you have studied your opponent and you have great technique, it doesn't really matter if you're not as strong as the guy you're going against or you're way stronger than him. As long as you have technique and you studied your opponent, you'll be fine. Have you gone through that, you know, during your playing days where you had to out-technique an opponent that's, you know, stronger than you? Absolutely, yeah. Especially, you know, I, I started getting game reps in my redshirt freshman year. And especially, you know, there was times when I was younger and even times, you know, this past year where there's guys that were taller longer than me and I had to use my technique to be able to stay underneath them and get good position and get leverage on them so I can get the block done. Speaking of film, like, when you watch film, particularly, you know, all guys in the NFL, like, which centers, you know, stand out to you the most? Yeah, so the one that I watched a lot in college and even recently is Jason Kelsey. You know, he's he's got a similar body type as me, so when you watch when you watch film on guys in the NFL, you want to, you know, get someone. I don't want to watch a center that's 6'5", you know, because he's not going to play the same way I do. But Jason Kelsey, he's 6'2". So it, it, it's fun to watch him. It's exactly what we just talked about. Use his technique to get underneath guys and, and out-technique the other guys that might be bigger, stronger, and longer than he is. 
you put a smile on my face. I'm an Eagles fan, so it's good to see Jason Kelsey yeah, getting some yeah. love. <laughs> you were also named the Remington – you were put on the Remington Trophy watch list, which is awarded for the most outstanding center in Division One. So when you got news that you qualified, like what was your initial reaction? Yeah, you know, I was, I was super pumped about that. You know, I had seen uh, – the previous year – our center actually was put on that list, and you know, I, I was I was super happy for him. And then when my time finally came, and I got put on that list, just to be on a list with all those elite players in college football was just super a, a super big accomplishment for me. And I was I was, just, I was really excited about it. Anybody else, you know, in Division One that you watch in particular, you know, to get some pointers as well? You know, it's hard. it's uh, you definitely see like you know when you're studying an opponent's defense you know, to, to prepare for the next upcoming week. Sometimes you do notice the other team's center. I, I, I'm not sure I can tell you a name, but you will you will notice, like, the other team's center, and you kind of see him, and you're like, oh, snap. And then you, you do watch him and see how he beat the opponent you're going to go against, and then you kind of, like, write that down. And you're like, okay, well, that worked for him, so it'll probably work for me, you know. This season has been challenging, you know, given the, in the midst of a pandemic. So what was the biggest adjustment for you that you had to do to get ready for this past season? Yeah, you know, the hardest part to get ready for the season, you know, is we didn't have, you know, we weren't all at school for the whole offseason, you know, training with the whole team. So you kind of miss that, the summer, you know, player-led workouts and stuff like that to mesh, like, as an offense. But the hardest part is probably the inconsistency of the season, meaning, like, we only played five games. We are supposed to play eight. You never know. Like, you play a game, then you prepare for the next opponent. But honestly, like, in your head, you didn't even know if you are going to play them because there might have been rumors on social media about they're having COVID issues or, like, you knew your team was. So, like, you didn't even know if you are going to play the game. So, it was definitely harder to get the whole get everybody to lock in and really prepare as well as they could, yeah. knowing that you weren't going to play a game. But I think we did a pretty good job at it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you guys only played five games, and – several games that you got canceled. So overall, like, what was your biggest takeaway from your final year at FIU? Yeah, you know, I guess, you know, the biggest takeaway session this year is, is no games guaranteed. So every game you play, you got to give it everything you've got and play it like it's your last game. Because especially this year, you know, it really well might have been or was. And, uh, you know, your, your brother Alex is already in the NFL. So has he, you know, given you any advice on, like, what is it like playing in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, you know, we talk a lot, and, you know, he tells me about all the, you know, all the different, you know, how long they're at the facility and all the stuff they got to do and, like, how it's, you know, it's a job at that level, so you've got to really approach it that way. You know, he just really told me and prepared me for the fact that in the NFL, nothing's, nothing's certain, you know, you could be there one week and the next week, you know, you could be gone. You never know, so you really just got to kind of put your head down and keep your head up at the same time and go to work and just be prepared at any moment to be able to go in and play. So what do you see as a successful 2021 for you? Right now at the beginning, you know, you just got, I just got to keep focusing on training and working and going to these two senior bowls and really, really playing my best football and, you know, showing, showing what I have uh, to provide to a team. And then, you know, hopefully if everything goes well, be able to, you know, get on a team, make a roster, that would that would be, you know, scenario number one for me. You know, the fact that even though you're an athlete, you're also a student athlete. So on a scale of one to ten, how were you able to, you know, not only balance, you know, 
what you do on the football field, you know, in terms of, you know, waking up early, going to your strength and conditioning, workouts, games, as, and, you know, maintaining focus in the classroom? Yeah, you know, it, with all the resources that schools and FIU provides, you know, you have, you know, obviously you have all your strength and conditioning practices and games when you travel and all that stuff. But when you get back, you know, we have the SAC, which is the Student Athlete Academic Center. And, you know, you can schedule tutoring anytime you need it and go over there and, and they, they, like, get stuff done and be able to lock in over there. Because for me, it was it was hard for me to be able to, like, sit in my own room and do home. So I had to, like, get out get out of the house and, and go to the sack and make sure I locked in on everything and just got everything done. So it's fairly easy with all the resources provided to you. Yeah. I was the same way. I went to the school of military university here in PA. I, I couldn't study in my room at all. So I had to go to like, you know, the computer lab. And funny thing enough, yeah. we had a, we had a building called the smack, the student memorial center. So I spent a, a lot of late nights, you know, in the computer. Mm-hmm. Just uh, doing as you leave, do you have any, you know, parting words for, you know, your teammates that are not only going to continue to be there, but, you know, incoming freshmen as well? Yeah, you know, if I was going to tell them anything, you know, just be keep working, keep going. I know this year didn't go the way we planned, but the only thing you can do is respond. So just keep keep working, keep keep honing in on your craft and and make sure, you know, rally everybody around and it'll go the way you want. One more final question for you, Shane. Did you pick out your suit for uh, draft night yet? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I got, I got a few. I got a few in the closet. I just gotta, uh, I just gotta maybe dust them off a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Shane, once again, you know, thank you for taking the time to do this interview. I know you're, you're a very busy man. You have a lot on your plate coming up, especially over these next few months. So, you know, thank you for you know sitting down and letting everybody get to know you. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Once again, I want to thank Shane for taking the time to do this interview, and I wish him the best of luck on his next path to the NFL draft. If you want to check out this interview and others, check out our Spotify. Type in Inside the Hashers in the search bar. And for all the other social media, for Facebook, we're Inside the Hashers. For Twitter, we're at Inside Hashers. And on Instagram, Inside the Hashers. And for all other content and more, check out www.insidethehashers.com. This is Christopher Thomas, signing off.